Asia Tech Podcast. Voice of the Asian Tech Ecosystem. Boom, we're live. Pitch Deck Asia, powered by Asia Tech Podcast here in Singapore. My name is Graham Brown, joined in the studio all the way from Melbourne, Australia, Jit Chingrupe. Jit, welcome. Hi, thanks, Graham. Thanks for having me here. Well, it's great to have you here. The, your journey from Melbourne to Singapore has not been a, a direct route. You've come, well, originally from Mumbai <laughs> to Singapore to Melbourne Absolutely. to Singapore. And now we're going to talk today about Mover. Yeah. Your co-founder, Electric Scooter Sharing. Would you call it a ride-sharing service? Or yeah, it's a ride-sharing service. Okay. Yeah. So we're going to go there, talk about your journey there, um, the why behind all of that, mm -hmm. the journey in growing that startup, mm -hmm. and also you know where you go from here. A bit of background to yourself, Jit. Originally from mm -hmm. Mumbai, yeah. India. Um, when did you move to Singapore first? So uh, I complete my education back in India. Mm -hmm. After that, uh, in 2010, I moved to Singapore. I lived here, worked here for three to four years. And after in that, uh, we migrated to Australia, okay. Sydney. Yeah. Good. So you were in banking originally, right? Yeah. So I worked for a couple of uh, banks, a couple of consulting companies. Here in Singapore? Uh, yeah, Singapore and Australia as well. Okay. How would you describe yourself? Like, you, obviously, you've worked in banking. You also mm -hmm. worked in KPMG as well. Absolutely, yeah. Um, are you a tech guy? Are you a biz dev guy? Where do you sort of fall in that spectrum? So, uh, it's like a sword with the two edge. So, my qualification is like, uh, I did my engineering, so I'm good in technical, as well as I have done my MBA. Yeah. So, I'm also very good in business as well. So, I consider myself as a techno-functional guy. Okay, good. Yeah. You bridge both worlds, Absolutely. which is great. Yeah. Okay, so uh, let's uh, move into the space of uh, Mover. Yeah. So, you know, let's go there. Yeah. You've you had the background in banking, KPMG mm -hmm. as well. And when did you set up Mover? We'll, we'll dive into all the market problem solution in a minute, but just put mm -hmm. it on the table. Yeah. When was Mover born? So it's like uh, I was traveling to Singa uh, Sydney. Uh, due to the business trip and that time when I was uh, traveling to Sydney CBD it's like uh, if you want to travel you know it's you have to rely on the your own car or you have to go for a cab and it's like chaos like if you you know if you take a cab you're stuck in the traffic if yeah. you bring your own car it's hard to get a you know you should be very lucky to get a parking spot oh yeah so Before. and that time we started thinking like you know why why, sh why not to have something you know like uh, electric scooter and that time it was uh, happening similar thing in USA so we thought why not to you know have similar kind of solution for you know uh, Australia and other countries and from that you know the spark started and you know we Great. started working on this and analysis and everything started Okay, well, we'll look at your pitch deck. We'll mm -hmm. dive into that and start by looking at the market. Just yep. to put this into context, the company itself is registered in Australia? Absolutely. So it's a Melbourne-based startup. Yeah. yeah. But we also registered in Singapore as well as New Zealand and India. Okay. So we, are, uh, so we already started in India operation. Uh, we are waiting for permit and approval in other countries like Singapore, Australia, and New Zealand. Yeah. Okay. But it's basically, it's based in Melbourne-based startup, actually. All right. Your co-founder is in? Uh, so my other co-founder, he's in India. Okay. Where is he based in India? Uh, Mumbai. Right. Okay. So our operation started in Mumbai. Got it. Well, we'll expand a little bit into the operations and the team 
yep. during the, the, the story of Mover. Maybe we can start by looking at the pitch deck and the market yep. itself. I'm not going to go completely in chronological order of your mm-hmm. pitch deck. We're going to dance around a little bit. If sure. we can start here. Mm. You've mentioned already your, your example of Sydney yep. and the challenges facing a commuter yep. there. Um, yep. Let's talk about the data that you've got on this slide. And bear in mind, not everybody can see this. Some people Absolutely. are listening. So maybe yep. be a bit descriptive with your mm-hmm. data. Yep. You say urban commute has serious challenges. We know that. But what are you telling us here on this slide? So, the thing is that on this slide, you know, if you see, there are six million people. Okay, they are rely on their, you know, their own private ca- own private uh, uh, cars as well as the ride the ride sharing uh, taxis. So basically, what we are targeting is like what we are trying to do is that get them off from the, their own car and taxis, and you know, get onto the electric kick scooter, which is yeah. good for everyone as well as society, community. You know, it's environment friendly. It is economical than you know cabs. So that's what we are t- t- trying to build, actually. Right. So the numbers here, 6 million is yeah. Sydney? Yeah, it's a Sydney. Yeah. Aust- it's Australia-wide. Okay. Yeah. So, so there's 6 million, 6.5 yeah. million cars? Yeah. yeah. Okay. And surely this problem has been solved already, no? Why, you know, the, the problem of traffic mm-hmm. and commute has been around for 40, 50 years. Absolutely, yeah. So um, why electric scooters? Why is that a solution to this problem? So earlier we were having solution like a ride sharing, uh, yeah. you know, the cars, ride sharing companies, Uber and other players. Now, like uh, we are, everybody is moving to the electricity considering the, you know, environmental impact, pollution. So, you know, in India or Australia, everybody's trying to reduce the pollution. So that's why electric kick scooter come into, come into the picture considering the technology wise, you know. So electric scooter is becoming more uh, smarter, intelligent, mm. you know, because of the IoT devices. So we have developed our own IoT device, which is, you know, smart enough to understand, you know, the different uh, uh, environment, understand whether it is standing or falling. We have different alerts around it. So so that's why it's it's the it's correct time to introduce electric kick scooter. Yeah. Yeah. So that's all what, right. Yeah. Good. We're going to have a look at the solution Absolutely. in a minute. Yeah. There's a bit more on the problem, the yeah. market statement as well. Mm-hmm. And if I move forward to slide seven here, mm-hmm. um, yeah. they talk about the opportunity in micromobility. Uh, mm-hmm. This probably expands a little bit more on the problem and the market. Yeah, You, you talk about here the purpose of uh, electric scooter rides yeah. and also the huge opportunity. Explain to me, there's, there's a bit, there's a couple of sets of data yeah. um, going on here. Yeah. Tell me, what does this say, this slide? So basically, uh, earlier the uh, you know the electric kick scooter was you know invent its purpose as a fund ride, not right. like for not for as a like you know commute purpose. It was like a fund ride. It was like a made for you know the kids, and then you know suddenly it's it's become as a, like a main uh, main ride or uh, main transport for the micro mobility for the yeah. adults. Okay, and along with that, uh, as I said, like you know, if you see the ride sharing company, sixty percent of their rides is more belong to the micro mobility, which is like uh, below between one to four kilometer. Right. So for that uh, particular uh, you know distance, it is best to have an electric kick scooter. So, so explain that. That's a really yeah, important yeah. point. Sixty percent of ride sharing platforms. You're talking about the Grabs, the Ubers, absolutely. So cars, yeah. basically, absolutely, yeah. Are 
zero to two kilometers in it's like one to four kilometers oh, that's, that's the distance okay, that's normal. what you define as micro mobility absolutely that's the definition of micro mobility so what we are targeting is that particular that segment of customer you right. know who is the uh, you know having like who is uh, hiring the car or you know renting a car basically for that particular short right. distance why, why is a scooter better positioned for that because if a grab or uber mm-hmm. driver can pick them up and deliver them two kilometers it's job done absolutely it? it's as i said it's economical right it's environmental friendly friendly and it's easy to manage it's it's not going to create a chaos on the road it's it's easy to park and it's easy to fold carry with them, carry with you so there yeah. are lots of benefit uh, you know electric scooter bring compared to the uh, private taxis or you know these ride sharing companies yeah because you you're not going to do a 20 kilometer trip on a scooter are you or, nah, okay nah. so this is okay yeah. all right i got you why why you mentioned jit about the data point that most I mean, mm-hmm. if we can go back into the the pitch deck here, there was, there was mm-hmm. a pie chart that most scooters were purchased for, as you say, joyriding. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like riding for fun rather than joyriding itself. So, I mean, um, and also running errands, mm-hmm. um, but mostly for fun. Absolutely. Yeah. W- why is that an opportunity or a challenge in any sense? So it's I feel it's a good opportunity like you know you're going to reach from point A to point B yeah. at the same time you're going to have fun as well right, okay. so it's going to be a, you know getting both the thing it's like a fun ride as well as you're going to reach where you want to go yeah so it's just like that and it's like uh, so as i just said like you know it's a scooter is like first invented for you know kids just to you know just for you know just like a kick scooter yeah. and then you know they thought okay why not to use this as you know for small traveling for the small distance and then we started thinking about okay let's use this for as the main you know transport for the micro mobility okay. from there the journey started there you know start so yeah do you own the scooters yes, i have my own scooter no but do you as a company own the scooters no we don't own the scooter right. basically so we uh, we have the different manufacturer so we have tie up with them so they uh, manufacture scooter for us so we right. have our own design right so they build they manufacture scooter as per our own design right But who owns the scooter? Who pays for the scooter? We pay for the oh, scooter. Oh, so you own the scooters, right? Yeah, absolutely. So you own, own yeah. the scooters and then you lease out, rent out those scooters to customers. Absolutely. Okay, gotcha. And you fit in a, some IoT device, absolutely. like a transponder or something like GPS chip. Absolutely, to track the thing, yeah. All right, great. So we understand that you are addressing the micro-mobility mm. segment, which is one to four kilometers. Yeah. Um, 60% of all ride sharing is... Yeah aimed at that market but it's inefficient and also not particularly environmentally friendly. Yeah. Also not great for smart cities. Absolutely. It's kind of dumb cities really, isn't it? You know, if you've got lots of traffic doing very yeah. short errands. Yeah. I also want to add one point on this platform actually what you describe. So we started with this what you just now mentioned like you know we own the scooter yeah. and we give that scooter you know for short ride or for one way rental, okay? But our ultimate goal is to create a platform, okay? where customer can bring their own scooter yeah okay so this is something different okay so customer can bring their own scooter they can rent to us and they can earn money from us and the same scooter you know other person other uh, other you know other rider can use it mm. so that is our model that's what we are trying to build but to get that conf- or to give that confidence to the you know customer that okay you bring your scooter and you earn like for example 100 dollar yeah. in a day for example to give that confidence we need to show them some numbers some data and you know we should have some success story before we go and ask them okay you know buy a 100 scooter put it on our platform and you yeah. can earn certain numbers so to that's to get that numbers we started with our own you know own, our own scooter 
you know and after that uh, slowly slowly we going to get into that model right. where you know we will ask customer to you know yeah got it you're going to build up customer knowledge as well absolutely so our ultimate aim is to bring build a platform or ecosystem yeah. basically that's okay. what our we are trying to build so the ultimate goal here or one of the long term goals is yeah. that you are a platform that you don't necessarily own your own correct inventory correct you basically allow me who has bought a scooter mm. to then lease that out to whoever you have on your network true it's like grab or uber but without drivers right absolutely okay and if your data is correct in saying that most people buy this stuff for fun mm. originally <laughs> then there's probably a lot of scooters sitting around not being absolutely. used absolutely Do you have any data on that? I'm just be curious to know. No, currently we don't have any data on that one. We are trying to figure it out, but it's like uh, it's, it's very early in this yeah. space, so it's very hard to you know get that number. Some scooter are there, but they are not fit for you know using for sharing thing because yeah. the mileage is very low. So we we have like our specification. So when we get into that kind of uh, you know structure or model, we will tell the customer, okay, this is the specification. This is the place from where you can buy, and you know you're gonna get a bigger, bigger discount. obviously because if you go to you know for buying scooter it's like a b2c yeah. but if you go via our channel you're going to save a lot of money so it's yeah it's, it it will be kind of that arrangement so uh, okay. you're going to have your uh, like you're going to achieve multiple things like you use your scooter over the weekend you know and monday to friday you can earn money from that scooter yeah. we're going to maintain your scooter so it's lots of benefit to the customer and the rider as well yeah i mean you know in terms of any sharing economy platform mm-hmm. that you know effectively what they address is latency of the asset so for example that asset could be a bedroom in a house mm-hmm. or a car but the problem is is that vast majority of the time they don't get used mm-hmm. so for example if you have a house with spare bedrooms where airbnb started you can't then simply just lease it out or rent it out because there was no platform for it you either sort of rented the whole house or mm. you sold the house right But Airbnb came along and identified this latency and you're applying a similar model Absolutely. to scooters there's a lot of latency in the ownership of an asset which is a scooter right yep. and probably like cars they don't move 95% of the time right they're just yep. sort of sitting in a driveway Absolutely All right um let's now look at the journey in terms of how far you've come so You set up the company June last year. Absolutely. And now you're what you're about this is in March by the way for anybody who yeah, might yeah. be listening. So this is like now 10 months in. Yep. Okay. Um maybe we can talk about that journey. Yeah sure. So we as I said like uh, we are Melbourne based startup. Yeah. So we started in last year somewhere in June July we started. Hmm. And uh, we established a first company in Melbourne Australia. Mm. and then we started from there and we then established company in mumbai then australia uh, then new zealand as well as in singapore uh, we started our operation already in india mm-hmm. in the month of uh, march this month only we started february we did a pilot testing and uh, march is like full you know full go so we started in yeah and uh, australia and new zealand and singapore we are waiting for the permit from the government government because uh, this this uh, the game in which we are right so this is more you know it's like uh, uh, going with the government mm. so you need a lot of uh, approval from the government and with the help of government you can because you are building something you know bigger platform we are building something uh, you know future of transportation so you you need a lot of uh, support from the government so you need you need a lot of uh, permits and you know license so that's what we are doing now so uh, we are part of nsw uh, e scooter 
working group so we mm. are part of that group uh, we also uh, applied for the permit to the singapore lta uh, hope to get it by june yeah so that's what we where we are now <laughs> okay good yeah. let's go back into that slide a yeah. minute you have launched yeah. and you're live in mumbai yeah absolutely now the scooter for those that aren't looking at the pitch and just listening there's yeah. two you've got kick scooter which is planned for mm. here in singapore and yeah. new zealand australia but in india it's a electric scooter as in a motorbike scooter right yeah okay so um what's the situation there in mumbai that is live people can actually use that service yes can you give us some numbers in terms of how many scooters you got out there or you know how many users you got for example sure so uh, we got a different scooter for india market and different scooter for outside india market obviously india got a different infrastructure road condition is different the rider is different so mm. that's why we thought to you know launch something different in india considering you know the different customer different requirements uh, outside india we have a kick scooter and the in terms of number so we start, we launch 100 scooter in back in india yeah and uh, currently we uh, per scooter we are getting around 4 to 5 rides mm. that's that's our numbers currently we have everything is keyless everything is operated uh, you know through the mobile app you need to scan the qr code scooter is unlocked there is no key required we provide a helmet you know to the rider the ri- helmet is in the, uh, you know in inside you know between uh, like uh, uh, below the under the seat you get yeah. a helmet and uh, if you want to stop the scooter there is a button in the app you just need to you know press the button and the sc- scooter will be stop or resume you know that kind of facilities are provided in in the app and uh, yeah so yeah so yeah 100 scooter and uh, per scooter is around 4 to 5 rides we are having that that traction we are getting now we are targeting around uh, 10 ride by end of this year okay So yeah. you you've had four to five rides per scooter already. Yep. And um so I understand because there there are some platforms that have come before you like the bike sharing and mm-hmm. so on. So there've been issues with those. Yeah. Obviously you've learned from that as Absolutely. well. Absolutely. My thoughts would be looking at any kind of platform like this is first of all I mean these are basic questions I want to know mm-hmm. so like mm-hmm. When I finish using the scooter, do I just sort of dump it somewhere or leave it somewhere or is there like re- parking stations where I have to return it? How does that work? So, uh, as I said like every country has a different structure. In Singapore, uh, we have that uh, you know a luxury to uh, park it properly on the footpath. Yeah. But uh, India back in India, we don't have that kind of luxury. So, we have different spots, identified spots where you know uh, our rider can put the scooter or you know park the scooter safely. Yeah. same structure we are thinking about australia but the right right now there are lots of things are not clear from the government so it's based on the government guidelines so yeah so but we like to you know uh, park it uh, you know on the footpath that's a better thing to have it rather than creating uh, different sp- locations yeah because again that location is if it is far from the you know rider uh, uh, house again he has to walk another you know 200 300 meter so we are not actually giving that end to end you know connectivity all right yeah so the deal is in mumbai they return it to like a parking station okay okay yep. and that that's then the end of their contract they finish paying for it okay what what about for example the issue with um like any kind of platform theft mm-hmm. damage people just sort of dumping the scooter somewhere hey, yeah. w- what have you learned i mean that's going to happen anyway isn't it because yeah. it's a numbers game but what have you learned with that in your 100 scooters 
so we learn from others mistakes actually so uh, that's why i say this scooter is uh, pretty much intelligent scooter so we have that kind of alert as soon as scooter fall on the ground we come yeah. to know you know the scooter is you know fall down so suddenly like immediately our staff can go and you know he can put it, park the scooter properly at the same time we have geofencing feature so that as soon as the scooter goes beyond that particular fence we get a different alerts from the scooter so so this kind of things we have and apart from that uh, we as i said like you know from the last uh, in our pilot we learned lot, lots of things like yeah. our product we improve a lot of product and we you know we uh, before we launched this we did a lot of market research so we got like around 800 uh, you know riders uh, feedback so you know research we did primary and secondary data based on that one and we we whatever the solution we have built now right so mm. it's based on the customer feedback so we offered ask them you know what what kind of service you are looking for what kind of uh, price you you know bracket you are comfortable for so this kind of question we ask and based on that we build our pricing model we build our business model yeah so 800 riders you spoke to them you got their feedback what did you learn from that some some of the insights What do you know now about this service that you didn't know when you started? So a uh, couple of things like uh, we uh, when we started right we thought okay we're going to just go for per minute rides but uh, when we received the feedbacks right a lot of people they are more also interested in per hour yeah. and per day. So back in India our per hour is very popular you know option customer is they are opting for few category like you know 30% people are there out of 100 like uh, they also like for monthly you know a uh, monthly mm. option because they want to uh, sub- substitute their car for our scooter and so they are very happy with this option because it's much cheaper than you know you know bringing the car and uh, you know struggling for the parking spot and all those things and sometimes you know somebody damage the car yeah. those kind of things along with that we also providing insurance so answering your question about theft and you know those things mm. So no doubt we have IoT to get it alert you know if the you know if this kind of uh, activity is going to happen so we get alert and uh, we have insurance so so we are luckily covered right okay good. yeah so you've learned a lot in the process yeah. with 800 riders and yeah. the 100 uh scooters that you mm. have what what kind of just i mean if you take someone like Mumbai mm. how many scooters do you need to cover a city like that because it's one of the biggest cities in the world right so i mean realistically to have you know do you have a rule about a scooter must be within a certain amount of meters before it is useful how far will people travel to a scooter yeah because you must know that like, if it's more than x 100 meters yeah. people won't go to it for example yeah absolutely so we have two rules basically before we uh, you know uh, deploy more scooter first rule is to uh, every scooter should be used three times in a day minimum that's the minimum rule to before we deploy another scooter that's right. the first rule second thing is uh, considering you know uh, how like how far because uh, in india we have different uh, you know uh, s- spot location where you know customer can drop the scooter so currently uh, we got around 10 spots in washi okay mm. washi is the new mumbai uh, suburb so every spot is uh, you know 1 km away from each other Mm. we we are target to increase that number but again it's uh, there are a lot of other challenges are there infrastructure as i said so we are working on that and slowly slowly we will come we, our ideal num- ideal distance between the two spots is around 500 meter that's yeah. the ideal distance what we are looking for but yeah we're going to we're going to achieve that as well very soon okay good compare what you're doing to mm. the bike sharing apps like uh um for example here in singapore We've had like Ofo, 
and all the, these Chinese bike sharing apps that came with a lot of ceremony a year mm. ago and then disappeared. And now you can see a lot of them sort of lying around, rusting by canals and so on. Now, anybody who hears a ride sharing app may or sort of naturally think about those starting off because that they were the forerunners, mm. very expensive, learned a lot of mistakes and so on. How are you different? How is Mover different to those push bike sharing apps mm. and those push bike sharing platforms? Okay. So uh, first thing is like uh, the how to like you know before we deploy the scooter that's why I say we have like you know certain parameter to you know measure before we deploy the scooter. First parameter is number of you know how many times our scooter is being used, and we goes with the demand and supply. We don't want to make our footpath as a dumping ground for the scooter. We don't want to make that like you know you have a dollar in your account so just buy the scooter and you know put it on the platform. We don't want to do that kind of activity. Honestly speaking, for us is ROI is most important. Mm-hmm. So that is the first thing. Second thing is, uh, I feel why you know the other start or the previous startup, you know the bike sharing startup fail is you know because I think they uh, miss the initial analysis like you know demand and supply thing. I think and those bicycle they were like it's not that smart compared to the electric scooter. Electric mm-hmm. scooter is much 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 smarter than them. So mm-hmm. we you know so. We, we build our own iot device which is based on you know the lots of other parameter alerts are there you know you monitor the temperature you monitor the you know surrounding we we also planning to have a camera in the iot device you know in on the scooter but in future so those kind of things you you know you have liberty to uh, impl- or deploy you know mm. you have liberty to install on the scooter rather than you know bike yeah well, yeah. why does it make sense to make your device smart why don't you just produce many of them very cheap if that gives people, I mean, you could possibly produce electric scooter for ten dollars <laughs> if you really push down the the, the manufacturing cost, mm-hmm. right? Well, what's the added advantage of putting cameras or IoT devices in it? So it's like uh, it's an economy of scale, right? So obviously, if you go, you know, increase the number, obviously the cost will come down, no doubt about mm-hmm. it. Making the scooter more more smarter and intelligent is to you know meet the customer need. Like for example, uh, putting the camera, you know, just to give an example putting the camera you will come to know where the you know rider is riding the scooter whether he's riding on the footpath whether he's riding on the bicycle lane so for example in certain state or a certain country you know you are not allowed to ride on the footpath mm. and if there is a bicycle lane is already available so if the rider is riding on the bicycle lane and you know like he's suppose for he's not riding on the bicycle lane but if there is a lane is there then obviously we can send an alert to you know the rider that please don't ride on the footpath better you know be on the bicycle lane mm. so those kind of alert and you know intelligent decision we can made based on the obviously on the you know the cameras and those so basically these are the different touch point you know to collect the data Mm. So camera is one of the touch point to collect the data from the customer and on basis of that obviously you can take a multiple decisions. Mm. Why why do you care about that? Why do you care about this? Why do you care about um mm-hmm. ride sharing bicycles, you know, because there are many many things you could be doing with your skills. Mm-hmm. Why is this important to you? So first thing is like I I personally uh, faced that challenge back in Sydney. So that that was the first park, you know, that like I started, oh, what is this, you know, what's happening? I can't park yeah. my car in the Sydney CBD. It's hard to get taxi. And second thing is like, I I personally believe in this concept, actually. I personally strongly believe and I, I know this is going to happen, like, you know, this will become a mainstream, in uh, you know, mainstream going to become yeah. mainstream very soon. 
and uh, on along with that you have like a, currently it's like around 61 billion you know the market share currently it's micro mobility and by 2025 it's going to be around 218 billion market yeah. so it's going to be a big market and as i said like you know very soon you will see all other this ride sharing companies like uber already bought jump and other you know uh, scooter sharing so they also started believing this and this is the future mm. so so it's better to be with you know in the future and you know build something you know which is uh, as well as fun right as well as you yeah. know bringing you from one place to another place when you said you personally believe in the concept mm-hmm. is that micro mobility you're talking about absolutely why why do you personally believe it i mean you know we've all driven cars and got yeah. stuck in a jam and thought you know screw this this is mm. no good i want to change it but you know not every one of us the next day thought well, i'm going to start a startup about this because Absolutely. you know i faced traffic jam so what why does that matter to you mm-hmm. you know why i why do you care about micro mobility and particularly in the context of mumbai maybe or you know what does it mean so there are a couple of things why i started actually this thing first thing is as i said like you know it's when i you know it's like uh, some some few things you know suit your personality yeah. so it's like you know because as a having a you know scooter i always ride a scooter to my workplace or you know just as a fun riding here and there but i never thought about using the scooter as you know <laughs> kind of uh, transporting things mm. and when this thing it should came to the picture it's also highlighted in us and some other player already offering this as a solution and you know a lot of uh, customer back in us they are liking this as a solution so we thought okay why not to try that kind of things you know here that is the first thing second thing about mumbai right <laughs> so i always wanted to bring something new you know like uh, i don't want to i never thought about uh, building something which is just like you know copy from one place to another or you know which doesn't have potential so this idea i strongly believe it has a potential to you know grow further mm. and at the same time it's also helping community mm. so those kind of things we have so so i thought it's a good to start what what is the future like if micro mobility mm-hmm. um grows what what does that future look like in place like mumbai for example you said it help, helps community absolutely in what way what i mean we can envisage a world without cars for example mm-hmm. i mean that may not be in our lifetime <laughs> but yeah what will this do how will this change behaviors how will this change cities so what what we are trying to do is that or what will be happen like you know in, in what you say in the perfect world mm. is that the, when the person is stepping out to go to the nearest public transport they will think about uh, you know the scooter electric scooter and it should be like you know available outside his house and he, he take the scooter go there park the scooter you know and he will you know use the public transport and the same scooter will be used by you know some other person mm. you know so it kind of sharing thing you know so that you you know obviously you reducing a number of vehicle on the scooter or vehicle on the roads you are helping also for environment this is economical as well so there are multiple advantage you know so it's just like killing many birds with one stone yeah <laughs> yeah i can see that whole issue of taking the scooter from my house to the mrt mm. let's say that's let's for argument say that's a kilometer mm. i'm not going to call a grab for that mm. i could do but that's just really lazy and i have to wait 10 minutes for a grab to be going in that direction in the yeah. morning as well if i'm commuting chances of getting a grab or an uber at 8 o'clock 8:30 in the morning are very small so mm. that one kilometer your micro mobility segment now i'm not going to buy a scooter just to ride it to the station every day yeah. and especially leave it there so um if i could rent one Best to me that sounds great because you know i i'm literally buying a scooter for what 
20 minutes a day. Doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't move <laughs> 98% of the time, right? Absolutely. So I could rent that. And then somebody else coming the other way could rent that. And as long as there was enough stock to make sure that there's always one. Absolutely. Which is the challenge growing this long term, right? Yeah. But that would then mean that I could bypass having to fork out the money. I think not so much the money for me personally as well, but the wastage. You know, even though it's not a lot of money to buy yeah. a scooter, I don't like waste. Absolutely. And you know, especially when we're conscious of how that impacts the environment. Absolutely, and so on. yeah. Sure. All right, good. Or you uh, can you can buy the scooter and rent to our platform <laughs> in future. <laughs> there you go. I mean, you're you're now appealing to uh, a lease market, right? People who will understand if I buy a hundred scooters and then I can make twelve percent income or yield off that a hundred scooters. Yeah. And you know with losses and so on, net yield, 12%, that's a good return. That's Absolutely. as good as investing in a house or however, right? So, yeah. okay, interesting. Let's talk lastly about where we're going with the team, the ask and the last part of the journey here as well. We can go back into the pitch deck. Um, just towards the end of the pitch deck, we're just going to jump right ahead. Um, last bit on the achievements. We Just to wrap up on this before we look yeah. at, you know, the fundraise and the team as yeah. well. Um, just to summarize, you've incorporated Australia, New Zealand, and Singapore. You've mentioned about licensing. And obviously, any investor is going to be put, you know, thinking about what are the issues here to get approval here. You say, you say yeah. on your deck here, you've received Queensland state approval. Yeah. Um, how long is this process to get approved? So it's a... Unfortunately, it's a lengthy process actually because we are dealing with the you know government. So yeah. it's, it takes a time, and obviously, it's it, there is impact on the you know custom you know communities. So they also take it's fair enough like for from the government point of view to take time before they want to introduce something new. And what happened with the bike? You know, the past history it, it was not that great. So they also want to take a lot of measure before they allow something new you know to the community. Yeah. So that is the first thing. It took a lot of like almost six months for us to you know uh, get that uh, confirmation from transport minister. And uh, so now, so we already re received that. So the next step is going to be going to, uh, you know, go to the council and, you know, get the permit and we can start the service in Brisbane very soon. Okay. What is that permit? Because there, is there such a thing as a ride sharing permit? I mean, you've got to be yeah. pretty proactive, progressive council to have those. Those exist. Yeah, yeah. So currently they don't have any kind of, because this is something new. So they're yeah. also not sure, you know, <laughs> what kind of permit they want to issue because right. for them also it's new. So for them also it's kind of a learning. So it's a learning for everyone. They never yeah. thought like, you know, this kind of electric scooter or someone will come and, you know, they will, you know, make a business out of it. So it's new for everyone. Everyone is learning. So it, that's why it's taking a little bit time, but no doubt we are improving slowly, slowly. And, uh, so they are also building a new rules around it. Yeah. So they are also learning from other other countries like US, Singapore. Yeah. So that's what's happening. When, when you go to councils or the local transport authority, whoever mm. it is, what what is the pitch effectively that you know why is this good for your city? Obviously, it's good for you because you can build a business <laughs> out of it and be profitable. Yeah. But why is that good for uh, you know a Singapore, or why is it good for a Queensland city like Brisbane, for example? What, what's the pitch? So currently, uh, we have like a, if, if you take an example of US, right? So with the help of this electric scooter, a lot of people, you know, they, they, they stop using their own car for, you know, the small traveling for small distance. Yeah. So that is the one small win. We, you know, we normally, we go to the council, we say, okay, this is the small win, you know, and this is great, uh, you know, benefit to the environment, as I said, like, you know, and people are believing this, this kind of sharing, uh, you know, kind of uh, new culture, so which is good for everyone. So that is the, you know, small victory. Second thing is like, uh, we also tell them, 
like you know which will reduce the traffic which will reduce the number of vehicle on the on the roads yeah so they they are very happy with that kind of things because they are already struggling with the you know parking issues and the traffic and those kind of things so we are giving them a new solution which is good for everyone okay can just out of interest can you white label that for a council could you go to a council and say okay you can buy mm-hmm. this service effectively off us mm-hmm. we'll lo- white label it for you and you can generate revenue is that possible i'm just wondering yeah, it might not but uh, nobody ask us right, as of okay. now, but yeah. but we don't mind to do that as well it's possible i'm just yeah. thinking about potential long term right because councils are always strapped for Absolutely. cash so if you can find a way of making money for them yeah. and improve the environment directly Absolutely. Absolutely. i'm sure they'll be interested last uh, two slides and we'll talk about the team um mm. jit obviously yourself up there jit singh group a from uh, melbourne and your co-founder yep. who is in mumbai sandesh um how do you guys know each other so we know each other like we are classmates actually so we oh, yeah. studied together so i know sandesh from last like i think 15 16 years now okay <laughs> yes yeah, so uh, how do you complement each other in terms of skills so sandesh is very good in marketing so he was a product manager in the multinational pharma company so mm. he was like a product head and uh, so yeah he was handling the product and you know brand building those kind of things so he's very good in that area so he take care of marketing and now he's also looking into the operation of uh, mumbai and, yeah uh for myself like i i as i said like you know i'm technical and the functional guy so i'm i'm looking into the technical things as well as a little bit the product development so that's okay. what my area so that's so what the two uh, of you um who else is on the payroll so currently two of like we are the two co-founder okay. along so, with that we got around 10 people working for us so mm. four people are working for software and the six people are working you know in basically in operation we got one person in australia one person in singapore as well right and so yeah the the outsource are they outsource the software people or are they in house so they are in a house right, in mumbai no they are not in mumbai but in maharashtra okay in india right so yeah. fine and to grow this what kind of people do you need in the team what sort of you know if you could write down your shopping list of <laughs> skills that you need to expand the business so first we need uh, we want a more engineer for yeah. you know improving uh, technological wise second we need a marketing guys you know to make it more awareness and creating more pr for our product and third is obviously we need also need operation guys so mm. we, obviously we need we need people in obviously in all the areas no doubt about it but uh, this this business initially we going to spend um, more money in buying the scooter Mm. as i said like you know to build give that confidence to the customer before they rent their own scooter in our platform right and can you tell us a little bit about the economics of that i mean how much i mean obviously you don't want to give away too <laughs> much but you know so how much would it cost to buy a scooter roughly so uh, you can see uh, we recover the cost of scooter in first 20 days right. so that is the you can say first 20 days yes you heard correct <laughs> wait you, you you buy the scooter and recover the cost on the scooter in 20 days yeah that's correct How many rides in 20 so days? So what we are estimated is around 4 to 5 rides in a right. day for wow. outside India that's what I'm saying. Yeah. And scooter what we are getting the price so that the cost of the scooter we can recover in 20 days. Wow. Yeah, so that's that's the good thing about it. <laughs> yeah. I mean obviously that's just the basic scooter you're going to put the IoT device and the engineering cost yeah. money, right? But yeah. the actual chassis itself and the, the motor. So majority of cost is recovered in that one. Okay. It is. Yeah. Very interesting. Next, you're raising funds at the moment. So, mm. um let's talk about that. What are you raising? Um your seed stage investment? 
So currently it's a bootstrap. Okay. Yeah. And uh, what we are raising is like uh, we are raising around 1 million. That's what we are looking 1 for. 1 million sing dollars Australian US dollars. Okay. <laughs> so raising 1 million USD. Yeah. And uh, as I said like uh, we are going to buy scooter out of like in 70% going to use for the scooter buying yeah. the equipments and the remaining uh, 10% is for as I said like uh, building the team and you know 10% for marketing. Okay, so, so the major cost is mine, roughly, because I don't want to. Na- I don't want to yeah, drill yeah, down yeah. on the actual unit cost, but how many scooters would that? I mean, how many cities and how many scooters would that buy? So, as I said, like you know, we are targeting four countries as of now. Yeah, and with that kind of money, we can go pan India. Yeah. Then second thing, we are talking about uh, three cities in uh, Australia and Singapore, and two cities in New Zealand. Right. Would that be a thousand, ten thousand scooters, hundred thousand scooters? Uh, it's actually it's a very we uh, it's again as I said like there are a couple of things you know with uh, like how many scooters it's like it's not our own you know right. choice is like you know as as you know must be knowing Singapore government has they put the limitation on the number yeah. of scooter you can't put more than five hundred scooter so we are still waiting for the guidelines from the Australia and New Zealand government yeah. so you never know like if New Australia government say you can't put more than five hundred scooter you know so right. we're stuck there so it's based on like you know guidelines from the government okay. Yeah, and where you get the scooters getting made in China? Yeah, it is. Okay, all right, fine, good. I'm sure an investor wants to know more, but that's a more of a yep. personal face-to-face conversation yep. they can have with you yep. because they'd be curious about how many scooters seven hundred thousand dollars buys. But that <laughs> is obviously a private conversation they can have yep. with you. Fantastic. And you uh, talked a bit about the um, the next stage is growing the team, rolling out in the different cities. Um, there will be people who watching your your story, listening to what you are trying to build here, Jit, and they may be interested as potential hire. They may be people who want to invest. They may be potential partners as well. Yep. Are there any particular doors that you would like to open or people with backgrounds that you would like to? to talk to whether it is for example team or investors because there's a lot of money out there at the moment (laughs) it's not difficult to get money so much it's harder to get smart money absolutely so are you looking for somebody who can open the door you know who has a background in mobility or somebody has a background in local government or is there anything on your list that you want to share now yeah so uh in investor we look we are on no doubt we are looking for money but Along with that, we also looking for the guidance, networking, you know. Yeah. So those kind of thing also we are looking for. So because we strongly believe one plus one is not two, it's like eleven. So mm. we need that kind of uh, you know help from them because with the help of that we can create synergy and we can grow faster. And we believe in growth is in multiply, it's not in like you know. Yeah. So that's the kind of thing. So. But but it, synergy in what sense? What kind of background would you like them to have had? Because you know somebody in like med tech or health tech might mm-hmm. not be relevant so much to what you're doing um honestly speaking uh, i don't think that way honestly mm. because uh, even though if if you are from the pharma or medical you know background but you still know how to take the decision you know you know on the base of cost benefit analysis you you already took the decision a lot of decision so those kind of things and if you need a sector specific uh, you know uh, knowledge or you know data we we can gather those those okay. data so that's not difficult so we provide you data you provide you know wealth of your knowledge or experience and together you know we can you know grow faster excellent jet it's been a a real privilege speaking to you thank yeah. you for sharing your journey with us um how long are you in singapore for so i'm going to here for next three days three days um, yeah. and you're heading back to melbourne 
no, I'm going to go to India to meet my team. And okay. after that, I'll go back to Melbourne again. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of flying going on, Absolutely. but that is the entrepreneur lifestyle. And it's great that you came here all the way from Melbourne and you're here for the event on Wednesday as well. Absolutely. Yeah. And, uh, you know, looking forward to that, looking forward to the discussions that you have with the angel investors, as well as with other founders in the room. I'm sure that's going to be interesting for yeah. you for those conversations. Yeah. Um, so there you go. There's Jitsin Group A and Mover. Um, obviously, there's a lot more on the data side that we want to know, Absolutely. but that's a, yep. it's a coffee that somebody can have with you in a conversation, right? Um, and thanks for making the effort for coming here as well. Yep. I, I know you, you are in the same region in theory, but it is a far far away from i don't know how long that flight is from melbourne it's around six hours six actually. hours it's not yeah, too bad. and got delayed again <laughs> well it's great that you're here so yeah. make full use of your time um we'll help you out with introductions as well um wishing you all the best Thank with you. your journey as well keep us updated as well we'd love to have a part two with you guys at mover and see Absolutely. how the expansion plans are going yeah, and thanks for giving the opportunity to present ourselves thanks yeah. a lot for that Graham. excellent thanks, thanks a lot guys you've been listening to asia tech podcast Find out more at ATP.show.